0: QUESTION AND ANSWER SESSION NUMBER ONE THE SOUL FEBRUARY 18, 2021 May God's great love continue to find an inflowing into your souls, beloved and beautiful friends. I come once again. I come to respond to the questions that my brothers and sisters have asked. I am a bit bemused by this instrument who is a bit nervous in regard to his role and ability to act as my instrument for communication. I wish to assure him that our rapport is strong and that he is quite capable of being used as an instrument in this way. There is no need to worry. In fact, his attitude reflects his humility, and this is an endearing quality of this instrument, my beloved friend and brother, who continues to make himself available for these sessions and communications. The curiosity of mortals is great. Their minds churn on with endless questions, a deep desire to know the truth, to come to that place of surety and comfort where the truth resides with a clarity and a strength that allows the individual to live their lives in harmony with God's laws and God's creation. The truth can only come this way through the soul's awakening, as I have said many times. It requires the ability, the depth, the faculties of the soul, awakened in God's divine love, that will bring true answers, a true understanding and depth to that understanding that makes a truth an unshakable thing. We are limited by our words, but this is the way in which we communicate together at this time. Yet it is my fervent desire that each soul may come to a true awakening, a true alignment between their souls and God's soul. In this way, God will feed each soul with truth and love. God will awaken each soul so they may truly understand what God wishes to communicate to them directly. The journey towards truth is an individual thing. It is a sacred journey that each soul must walk if they have a true desire to understand the world, to understand God and to understand God's creations and his laws of creation. God has given each soul the capacity to take this journey and come to realize the infinite nature of this journey, which is the awakening, development, transformation, and continued empowerment of the soul that will indeed last for all eternity. A soul redeemed in God's love is an eternal being, as the faculties of the soul, the gifts of the soul, and abilities of the soul will grow and expand for all eternity. So, therefore, the simplistic understanding of words and the mind's interpretation of those words is but a shadow of truth. Yet our goal is to inspire and lead each soul towards its inevitable awakening and the great gifts and blessings that will come with this awakening. With this in mind, I am ready to receive your questions, beloved souls. Question. Thank you. Thank you, dear Jesus. The first questions we have are about your lessons on the soul. And the first question is, are soul desires in alignment with God's will? A soul desire emerges from the very essence of the soul, thereby originating from the soul. It is not implanted there by God, but comes to be because of the individual's yearnings and desires. Yes, one may desire to do God's will and to express God's will through their soul's understanding and being attuned to God's will. At some point in a soul's progression and awakening, there can be a direct link between the soul of the individual and the soul of God. When this relationship is formed and sealed between the individual and God, then the likelihood of expressing God's will and desiring to do so will be strengthened. In this way the angels of the celestial heavens are indeed attuned to God and express God's will. But those of you mortals on earth who desire to do so have far greater barriers in your understanding of God's will and are quite limited in the expression of God's will. Yet this may be done, and indeed some semblance of this communication between God and humanity does come through a soul who desires this and is attuned to it. A direct correlation between the will of man and the will of God is not possible until the soul has released all barriers to God and has come to a level of purification and transformation of the soul so that the faculties of the soul may be awakened and expressed fully. Until that day comes, I urge my brothers and sisters to have faith in their ability to express God's will, for it is in faith, in the direct desire and trust in the will of God, that this may manifest in some way. It may not be perfect in its execution, but it will be a form of expression, which God has intended through His beloved children on earth. I hope this explains the situation well, and I'm ready for your next question, beloved daughter. Question This second question, we have been told we chose to come to earth, and that we chose this time to come, and that many of us chose to find the paths we are now on. Did we have a choice of other planets to incarnate into? If so, does the pre-incarnated soul have such depth of perception and knowledge as to make such decisions with the full knowledge and understanding of what they are getting into? What a perfect example of a mind's perception of the soul, using the reasoning power of the mind to make decisions that are far-reaching for the individual soul. I will answer the most obvious question first. No, each collection of souls is destined to incarnate into certain atmospheres or a particular planet, if you will, and do not have a choice in this matter. As for the choice of the soul, there are certain aspects that may be determined by the soul before incarnation. The soul chooses its parents. The soul chooses to come and be fully incarnated in the material world. The soul has within it a purpose and a destiny to be fulfilled, but this is, in a way that is difficult to explain, an agreement between God and the soul. In this agreement, God makes a great effort to provide the opportunities and the experiences in life that will help to bring the soul to the realization of purpose and of expression. Indeed, the soul is imbued with free will and may ignore these deeper aspects within and come to live a very mundane and uneventful life. Yet the great purpose of incarnation into the material world has been realized, that of individuality. The finer aspects of the expression of the individual are determined by the free will choice which happens with every moment of existence. The inclination of the soul, its personality, has its seeds within the soul. Indeed, we cannot see beyond that barrier between the existence of the soul in its pure form and that of the soul incarnate, and that of the soul progressing into the spirit world and possibly the celestial heavens. Yet, the soul has a sort of memory of its existence interpreted by the mind and interpreted by the soul mind, but still, A faint memory of what was, for many souls, have existed for eons of time within this condition, this plane of existence where there is no material form, but merely a soul that exists within the great womb of God, waiting for its time. When I say waiting, I do not mean that there is awareness of time, but rather an awareness, an expectation of the realization and further expression of the soul. So in this way the idea of waiting is not relevant. It merely depicts for your understanding what the existence within the realm of a soul may be like. You have all been in this realm. We have all experienced this place. But through God's great mercy and love towards his children, he does not bring the gift of memory to his beloved children who have incarnated, for the memory of this blissful place would make the experience on the earthly plane a difficult one to endure. The souls of every individual have experienced a connection and awareness of God in this womb of God, so we all begin in light. As we incarnate into the material world, the beauty and bliss of the other existence is lost and forgotten. The journey begins towards the realization and expression of the soul and its individuality, in its potentials, in the gifts and faculties that lie within the soul and within the material body and the spirit body. These things all interact in a way that gives life form and meaning and purpose. A soul does not regret the opportunities given to it by God. A soul is eager to progress forward in leaps and bounds, expressing itself in beautiful, creative, and loving ways to be true and beautiful expression. Of God's creation, individuated, and expressing its life in conjunction with all the laws of its creation and within the great gift of free will? I hope this explains this question adequately. I know there is much that still needs to be answered, but for the benefit of an individual upon the earth plane, it is a greater blessing to look forward than to look backwards, for it is in this forward motion in the progression of each soul, that they will find relevant answers and relevant truth to their existence. Thank you. Question. Thank you. The third question. In lesson number 20, we were told the consciousness of God resides within a soul. This could be interpreted that God is within the soul. Please clarify, if you will, what you intended to convey. It is unfortunate that this phrase has an ambiguous meaning, but indeed it has been stated in the past, and I will restate that the truth regarding the understanding of God, the relationship with God, is assessed through the soul. So one may say that the existence of God, at least the consciousness of knowing God, is within the capacity of the soul and its faculties. The reality of God cannot be understood any other way. It is understood by the development of the soul and its relationship with God. Since the soul is a creature of God, it is not God himself, but a reflection of God in a beautiful and unique way that only exists within the souls of humanity upon this earth and not any other creature that exists thereupon. I hope this clarifies the statement that was given, each medium has his or her peculiarities and limitations in communication so we cannot bring through 100% clarity and unambiguous statements. Rather, we try to work with the medium and give a semblance of truth through words that are simple and understandable. I hope this clears up this matter, and that indeed the soul is a creation of God, and is not God in itself. Question. Thank you. The fourth question Please expand on whether the mind has a role in the permanent work of keeping the soul open. How does an individual, with brain anomalies or dysfunction, achieve the opening of the soul and keep it open? This is a very interesting question. Indeed, many of your brothers and sisters who are what you refer to as mentally handicapped are indeed more capable of freely relating to God, for their minds are not an obstruction to this relationship and the soul has more of a free reign in their lives. But yes, for those who have a normal mental capacity, the mind does indeed act as a gatekeeper between the individual and the soul and the conscious understanding of the soul's relationship with God, for the consciousness of those of you on earth is primarily within the surface relationship of the material mind and the emotions and perceptions of the five senses combined to create your reality. This fixed state is often an impediment to coming to know one's soul and the different perspective which is within the soul. Created by the soul, faculties awakened to some degree by the divine love. Yet this is not exclusively so, that indeed the soul has a mind of its own, and that mind may act independently from the material mind. The desires of the soul may be set forth to God with great intensity, but it is the mind which muffles this beautiful longing and prayer to God. It is the mind that has a great deal of trouble recognizing and coming into awareness this experience. The soul feels intensely. It thinks in ways that are not often recognizable by the mind. As I have said often, and you have been taught very many times, the composition of the material mind and consciousness is very different from that of the soul mind and consciousness. You upon the earth plane have a great deal of trouble understanding this and to go deeper than the material mind consciousness. Some are gifted in this way and some have more capacity than others. Some have gifts that are powerful and make it possible for the consciousness of the soul to rise up and permeate the consciousness of the material mind. Yet as the soul grows stronger, then its influence and its conscious presence within the experience of the individual becomes stronger and does indeed add to the experience of the individual, especially in prayer and contemplation with God. It is inevitable that these two forms of consciousness will blend together and be integrated as I have spoken of in my messages. Does the mind have complete control of the soul's longings and consciousness and ability to reach God? I say that this is not the case, but indeed the mind controls greatly the awareness of this relationship and what may manifest through one's relationship with God. The mind is a great filter. It is a powerful mechanism that in the material world dominates and controls much of the experience of the individual in life. And so, in regards to a soul's awakening and experience with God, it is a great inhibitor that makes it difficult for some to truly know in detail and intensify this experience of the soul and its longings and reaching for God, but this, as I say, could be overcome in time. Often the mind's expectation of a soul's experience actually inhibits the experience, for the mind's interpretation of what that experience could be will create a barrier to what this experience truly is. Each individual is challenged in some way to go beyond the expectations, the filtering, the presence of the material mind and the conditions of man in regards to their spiritual journey and experiences. This barrier can be dissolved with the power of divine love. Yet there are those amongst you who are insistent upon feeding the material mind, strengthening it, and keeping it within its place of dominance. Some even are fearful of losing this form of control. I know that these are great challenges in your world, but I assure you that you have your angel friends by your side. You have your soul's longings, powerful and pure, within you. You have God's profound touch upon you, and that will bring to you the gift of awareness and understanding of your relationship with God. This will come. Those of you who have deep frustration and anxiety in regards to this matter, I say to you, have faith, beloved souls, and know that God's love for you will bring to you a deep awareness of Him and all that He is and all that you are as His child, beloved and beautiful, full of grace. Thank you. Question. Thank you. The fifth question in regards to expiation of our souls and the inflowing of divine love that causes a purification In what ways do the celestial angels begin their work through us as instruments of God's love? The ways in which God uses his instruments on earth are too many to describe, but what I wish to say is that the clarity of your channel of love, the ability and capacity for God to use you as his instruments, is entirely determined by your prayers and receptivity to his great gift of divine love without the active energies of the soul incited by god's touch of love these things cannot take place and god cannot use you as his instruments very effectively although there are many upon the earth plane that god is influencing and utilizing in some way to bring about his will in the world It is somewhat obscure and clouded by the power of the mind to interpret and willfully express that which is more of the thinking of an individual rather than the will of God expressed through that individual with humility and clarity. Indeed, your challenges are many, but the rewards of persisting with the growth of your soul and awakening your soul through prayer, receiving this gift of divine love, having faith that this gift exists within you, and that you are worthy of this gift, that it may inflow into your soul and become an active agent within you. These things open the channel of God to use you as his instruments. Indeed, the power and beauty and clarity of this channel grows exponentially with the light that grows within your soul. This flame that burns and eliminates the incrustations and inhibitions of the soul that are of a dark nature and are unloving, Those things which cause obstruction and fuel the material mind and judgment and fear are not of God's creation, but of man's. Beloved souls, you are each blessed with great potentials, and you are given gifts that make you unique and individual in the world. God may use the uniquenesses, the individuality of each blessed soul in different ways, in a multiplicity of ways so that his blessings upon the world may be expressed in forms and ways that are potent and have an influence and effect in the world. Even in your physical actions in the world, you may certainly be God's instruments when you are inspired, when you open yourself to God's guidance, when you see a way and means by which you may be a light in the world and express this in all of your gifts and creativity and ability— so this channel becomes strengthened and widened with each day that you choose to be a channel of light, a beautiful gift of love which God may use to uplift and bless others. So much can come from a soul filled with faith, filled with love, filled with a desire to do God's will. So the multiplicity of expressions and actions of these individuals of light is immense and truly awesome in its expression. For each of you who aspire to be an instrument of God a channel of love, know that what may come through you and from you will grow and change and evolve as you evolve in the light of God's love and truth. So much is coming for each one of you, so much that you're not even aware, but it is indeed a part of you. The emerging of your soul is the birthing of your true self into the world. In this, many blessings will manifest through you all and give to the world a great gift an example of light, of truth, of love. So you will be God's instruments, lights in the world, expressing the power of love. Thank you. Question. Thank you. Question six and seven are very close, so I'd like to read both six and seven back to back. How can we discern when it is our soul speaking versus when it is our mind speaking? And how do we know that we are following God's path that we are following the messages from our souls rather than from our minds or from the influences of lower spirits that are not celestial. For those of you who have made a dedication of your life to know your own soul and to be in alignment with God, there comes a powerful expression and knowing of the soul within your consciousness. God has given you faculties of the soul. God has given you the spirit of truth within your soul. God has given you the ability to reason and know certain things with your minds. God has given you all that you require to understand what is of the soul and what is of God. Indeed, because of the very nature of the human condition and the experiences that you have all had within that condition and the condition of the mind which have absorbed these experiences, it has clouded the atmosphere of understanding and clarity. So it is your responsibility to think thoughts that are of a higher nature, to affirm and reinforce your desires for God and your prayers for God, to seek the truth and to understand that the truth is often very simple. When one encounters truth, there is a knowing within the soul, a signal that the soul gives to the mind that affirms this experience and understanding. Where there is joy in this experience, joy in the experience of life and the expression of your own true selves in this experience of life, this too is a signal that you are walking within the grace of God and are within the light of God. I urge you all not to entertain fears of being influenced by negative forces in the world. Indeed, these forces exist and are intent upon disturbing your light and journey towards greater light. But I say to you that God has provided the ways and means of protection and ensuring that you are in the light. He has sent angels to be by your side. He gives you a light that emanates from your soul, which wards off much of this condition. But it is often within your mind, that which entertains negativity, that it is easily brought to bear within you with all that is within your world and all that is communicated by various means towards you. It is your choice and your challenge to ward off negativity, to not allow your minds the luxury of the desire towards negative thoughts and judgments, unloving ideas and fears. To be a soul who walks upon the material plane so polluted by darkness is to be a soul dedicated to the truth and who walks in great faith that God is guiding them, protecting them, and influencing them towards the light. Though humanity has a great hold upon this earth, creating layer upon layer of darkness and grayness, so that there is great deprivation of the soul, whose purpose is to seek love and light in God, you have found the ways and means that are a great anecdote to these conditions. It is in relationship to the intensity and commitment to this way, towards light and love, that you will overcome the darkness. Yes, darkness will be around you. Darkness may influence your loved ones. Darkness may impinge upon your happiness in some way. But when a soul is in alignment with God, and when a soul truly has deep faith in God, these things do not have a great bearing upon you and your demeanor, as it is with those who are vulnerable and in alignment with the human condition. In this way you are challenged to be an example of light to be somewhat detached from a need for control and to control the outcomes of those around you and the world in general. Though you are human, and so you will entertain many thoughts and will be a part of thoughts that are of error and negativity, at times you also live within this other truth, this other reality which is of the soul. We urge you each and every day to continue your quest for greater alignment in your awareness towards the soul and to God, to give your minds less credence and power, to come to that place where your soul has a knowing and wisdom which reflects the truth. When you worry about these matters, I say to you, let your faith overcome these worries and allow yourself to be in alignment with God. Be true to yourselves, to your true self and do not allow the great influence of the human condition to determine your demeanor or actions. Rather, bring the joy of love into everything that you do. In this way, when you are challenged by the power of the darkness in your world, you will find yourself free of the pain, disappointment, and delusionment that comes with the material mind that expects to control and has a great deal of trouble dealing with these conditions. Free yourselves, beloved souls. Free yourselves of all that is not in harmony with love. Allow love to be the great truth of your existence. Allow your soul to be the predominant experience of life. Allow yourself the great benefits which come with those who walk the divine path. They are many, and they are more powerful than the darkness. With this I will conclude our first session of questions. I hope that we have been successful to inspire, to inform, to educate, and to alleviate the worries of my brothers and sisters, so that they may engage in life upon this world with joy, with understanding, with wisdom, and with purpose. God bless you all, beloved souls. May his love continue to awaken you fully, and bring to you all the truth that he wishes to give to each of his children on this earth, and in the world of spirit and the celestial heavens. Truth continues to flow from God's great soul to the souls of men and women of your world and the next. God bless you. God bless you all, beloved souls, and thank you.